You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. So we want to continue today with the secret to a blessed life. And we've shown you the principles from the Word of God. And when you really listen to all those teachings, there's one secret that comes through the whole time, one revelation that comes through the whole time, and that is that God wants His presence in your life, not only in your life, but on your finances, um, on your career, on your business, on your marriage, every area of your life, God wants His presence in your life. When you look at um, Isaiah 60, it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. You need this revelation that this is what Christ came to do, to restore back glory to you and to me. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Jesus came to restore back glory to you and to me. When you look at the Bible, at Scripture, we can see that God calls people. He anoints people. We know that a person that holds the office, say, of a pastor or a bishop or whatever, a minister, that he has been called by God, that he's been anointed by God. And we shared earlier on about kings and priests. And when we look at the Bible, we see that kings were also anointed. So whether you're a king or whether you're a priest, God has anointed you. It means God will empower you for whatever assignment he's got for you. Acts 1 verse 8, wait in Jerusalem until you've received power. Then go and minister. So all Christian service that God requires of us, he will empower. How are you? Amen. Jesus himself said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free. So our empowerment comes from God. Amen. So if God has asked you to do something or God has called you to do something, it doesn't matter whether you're a housewife looking after your children You need empowerment from God. Amen. You need the wisdom of God to work with the children. And even there, you can be the the priest, the one praying for them, interceding for them. But also, you can be the mother that uses wisdom working with the finances. Can you see that God has given us both these graces? There are kings and priests, those that bring the vision and those that bring the provision. But it's also required of you to be praying for people, to be part of the ministry of reconciliation, even though you're not called to be a pastor. Can you imagine if everybody wanted to be a pastor this morning? It would be chaos. Everybody wants to get up here and preach. It won't work. Amen. So God will empower you to do what you have to do. So if you look at the in the Bible, 1 Samuel 10 verse 1, then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head, And he kissed him and he said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? Verse 6, 
Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. And let it be, when these signs come to you, that you do as the occasion demands. Can you see, even here when Saul was anointed, Samuel said to him, the Spirit of the Lord's going to come upon you. And when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, do as the occasion demands. Prophesy, declare the Word of God. I want to tell you in business, whether you own your own business, whether you're working for somebody, whether you're overseeing a department, um, it doesn't matter what you are doing. You should have that heart to listen to the voice of God, that when the Spirit of God comes upon you, that you can do as the occasion demands. You have to prophesy over that that you are busy with. If you are a receptionist, prophesy and say, Lord, when people come, they will experience your presence. They'll be aware of your love. And enter into that which God has got for you. Amen. Whether you are cleaning streets, you can do it in the power of the Holy Spirit, or you can do it in your own strength. The biggest mistake that people make today is they want to be successful without the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Even when God called Adam, one of the first instructions he gave him, he says, rule over everything. Gave him instruction, but then he empowered him. Remember, Adam was clothed with God's presence. So he was empowered by God to do and fulfill his assignment. The assignment that you have, your work that you have, whether it seems small in your own eyes or big in your own eyes, you need the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Deuteronomy 8.18 teaches us that it's God that gives us the power to get wealth. He gives us the ability to get wealth. It does not come from ourselves. Many of us have strengths, we have gifts, we have abilities. And you can use that without God. But when you use it with the help of God, God will get all the glory. You can go so much further with the presence of God. So when you are called by God, given an assignment, the Lord is ready to empower you, to help you, so that you can go from where you are to where God wants you to be. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm an anointed one whether you like it or not. When you just look at verse 17, Deuteronomy 8 verse 17, he warns Israel, a type of the church, he says, don't say in your own heart, it was my power. I'm the one working hard. I'm the one pushing the hours. I'm putting the strength. I'm put using my ability. He says, don't do that. He says, acknowledge that it's God. He's the one who has given you that gift. He is the one who has given you that ability. It is important that in everything we give God glory. God is the one who gives you that strength. God is the one who empowers you. Whether you are preaching from the pulpit like what I'm doing right now, it's God who's anointed me to do it. We're doing it in His power and His ability. If you're the CEO of a company, God is the one who has anointed you to be a businessman. If you're a housewife, 
whether you're a nurse, whether you're a doctor, whether you're an engineer, when you do all those assignments with the help of the Holy Spirit, His presence will help you. If you're a doctor and you're diagnosing people with the help of the Holy Spirit, sometimes you'll look at the symptoms from a natural point of view, but God will drop something in your heart to reveal to you, to show to you, this is the root cause. Give attention to this. When you're designing something, maybe if you're an engineer, God will show you. If you're a housewife, God can show you things concerning your child, even as you are busy praying for them, training them in the ways of the Lord. Everything that we do, we should do as unto the Lord. Amen. So you have to ask yourself this question. Do you know what is your assignment that God has given you? What is your assignment, the strength that the Lord has given you, and are you using it so that God's name can be glorified in you and through you? Amen? Turn to the person next to you say, whether you like it or not, you're an anointed one. Tell them again, say, whether you like it or not, you're an anointed one. Deuteronomy 16 verse 15, if you can go there quickly. It's important to see here that God blesses the work of your hands. God blesses that which you put your hands to. Amen? Blesses the work of your hands. Deuteronomy 16 verse 15, seven days you shall keep a sacred feast to the Lord your God in the place which the Lord chooses because the Lord your God will bless you in all your produce and in all the work of your hands. Deuteronomy 28 verse 8, the Lord will command the blessings on you in your storehouse and in all that which you set your hand. Nehemiah 4 verse 6, so we built the wall and the entire wall was joined together up to half the height for the people had a mind to work. Can you see here, God blesses the work of your hands. Everything you put your hands to will be blessed. People had a mindset to work. Today we live in an instant generation where they think they can just pray and they can get everything. But sometimes it takes hard work. It's very interesting to note that all 12 of Jesus' disciples were businessmen. Why? Because if you've had your own business, you'll know when you have your own business, you work harder than anybody else. If you know what I'm talking about, just raise your hand. When you have your own business, you work harder than anybody else. When you, the CEO of a company that gives account to a board, you cannot come with any excuses. You know you have to produce. You need the grace of God. When you have your own business and Jesus chose disciples, with this mindset that they know you have to work hard. Amen? There's not one lazy bone in Jesus Christ. When he came to this earth, it is the work upon the cross that sets us free. Not the laziness, the work. In the kingdom of God, there's no such thing as laziness. Matter of fact, it says, he who desires the office of a bishop 
desires a good work. Even to be in ministry, it's hard work. Amen? Many people think just to, to be a pastor is just to sit around and, and drink tea and coffee. <laughs> it's hard work. Amen? Sometimes to go out and to have a prayer line, to pray for people, it's hard work. That's why many people don't want to pray for people, because it's hard work. Deliverance, sometimes it's hard work. When there's a stiff opponent working in somebody's life, killing, stealing, and destroying, you're going to have to exercise the light of God, the righteousness of God. The book of Thessalonians teaches us if they are not prepared to work, they should not eat. Work. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't be lazy. Say, don't be lazy. Paul said in the book of 1 Corinthians 15, he said, I've worked harder than any of them. But if I have to be truthful, when I was busy working harder than anybody else, I realized it's the grace of God that was even working much harder within me. Says that ability, that grace, that empowerment was actually the thing working in me and through me. Can you see the importance to know that you're an anointed one? To rely on His ability that's on the inside of you. Not your own ability. The strength that you have, it's because Christ has given it to you. The wisdom that you have is because Christ has given it to you. The understanding that you have of things is because Christ has given it to you. The good news is you can ask God for wisdom. You can ask Him for knowledge. You can ask Him for understanding of things. The Bible teaches us that a man like Daniel had all understanding of dreams and visions understand all dream it's a gift that God gave him one thing that I've realized even when it comes to faith when faith is really working and you seeing mountains being moved it's a grace grace is a person and his name is Jesus Christ Christ working in us and through us I can tell you now Every disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, not one of them had a lazy bone in their bodies. They were ready to be hard workers. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're anointed to be a hard worker. A matter of fact, in the marketplace, they should say, I know this person is a Christian. We can give them a little bit more to do because there's a grace helping them that they can work faster and better and smarter than all the others. They shouldn't say, oh, this person is a Christian. If you look for him, he's in the toilet busy praying. Or he's hiding somewhere reading his Bible. No, when you're at work, let people see the glory of God upon you. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, whether you like it or not, you're an anointed one. So I want to say this, that just because you're an anointed one, because God has anointed you for the marketplace, anointed you for business, to do great things, that does not mean the enemy will not try to interfere with your business. When you look at Genesis 1 verse 1, in the beginning, 
God created the heavens and the earth. And then you see in verse 2, and the earth was without form. There was darkness. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the earth. You can see this interference, no form, darkness. These are all characteristics of the devil, not of God. And when you listen to all Bible scholars, they'll say that that's the time where the devil interfered with God's business. If the devil interfered with God's business, when God was busy creating in the heavens and the earth, and the enemy tried to interfere, guess what? He's going to try and interfere with your business. He's going to try and interfere when you are busy with your God-given assignment. But verse 3 teaches us, and God said, let there be light. God believed that in his word there was light. And when he declared that word of light, it expelled all shades of darkness. As somebody that's in business, whether you own your own business, whether you are working for somebody, whether you're a housewife, whether you're a nurse, you're a doctor, you're an engineer, I mean, and everything in between, you're going to have to prophesy, declare the word over what you are busy with. This is one of the first secrets in business, in your family, in your marriage, your children, every area, whether you're a king or whether you're a priest, whether you are praying for your business, whether you are trusting God for projects, whether you're involved in ministry, going out, reaching out to people, the book of Habakkuk teaches us that you need a vision. You need a vision. That which you know God has given you, where you see the enemy pressing against it, start declaring the word of God. Job 22 teaches us you will decide a thing. You will decree it. And the light of God's favor will shine upon all your ways. Abraham, the father of faith, he called those things that he could not see, that was not there. He called them into existence as if they were there. That's what the Bible says, giving glory to God. So in business, whether you have your own business, whether you're overseeing a department, whether your department is at home with the children, it doesn't matter. Declare the word of God. Declare the light of God, the life of God. John 1 teaches us exactly the same. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God. It was with God. And when it manifested, we could see its glory. Verse 14, when the word became flesh, we could see its glory. If you want to see the glory of God upon your business and what you are busy with, start Declaring the word of God. The Lord is the light of my salvation. I shall not fear. The Lord is the strength of my life. Start declaring the Lord is your strength. His ability has become your ability. You have to take God's word to heart. As a matter of fact, you have to allow it to become an integral part of yourself. And when you do that by its very nature, it will change you. And if it changes you, it will change your business. It will change your future. Why? Because you'll find yourself acting with God, walking with God, planning with God.
the most important thing, you must be born again. When you are blessed in your spiritual life, you've received a new life. God has anointed you for the marketplace. He says, wait until you've received power, then go and minister. If you complaining about Christian service, you should ask yourself, have I been empowered? Because if you read the book of Acts, after they were empowered, they could go into the world. They could go to Samaria where it was impossible. And they could go and minister the word of God joyfully, knowing that they've been empowered by God. So I want to show you today that God not only wants his presence, his glory restored back to you, but he wants his glory upon your finances, upon your family, upon your marriage, upon your children, your studies, wherever you're going. God wants his presence in your life. When God's presence is in your life, everything will change. When you know that you're an anointed one, I mean, when you in Christ Jesus, when you in Christ Jesus, and you center your life around Christ Jesus, you can say with all confidence, the best is yet to come. A matter of fact, when you are in Christ Jesus, His ability has become your ability, your sin has been placed upon Him, and His righteousness upon you. As soon as you accept the Lord Jesus Christ and His righteousness becomes your righteousness, you're immediately positioned to attract God's favor and God's grace. Can you see when Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, He was thinking about you and me to position us to attract God's favor to position us so that God would be interested in whatever we say, whatever we do. The biggest mistake that people make today, they want to be successful without God's empowerment. They want to go and say, well, I have the knowledge, I know how to do it. And they go in their own strength and their own ability. You can go so much further with God's ability, with God's anointing. And God has anointed you for business. He's anointed you for the marketplace. Turn with me in your Bibles to Proverbs 25, verse 2. It says, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. The glory of God is to conceal a matter, but it's the glory of kings to search out a matter. Family, the facts are that that which was concealed, what people did not know, is Christ Jesus on the inside of you. Christ Jesus on the inside of you. His ability, His character on the inside of you. Remember, in the marketplace, there's two anointings. There's the anointing upon, that's the gifting, and the anointing within. That's the character of Christ. 
Christ being formed on the inside of you and of me. What is the thing lacking in the marketplace today? Is it gifting? No, it's not gifting. There's many gifted people. The thing that lacks in the business community today, character. The character of Christ. What will you do if nobody will find out what you are busy doing? What will you do if nobody finds out? That's why you need character. When you have character, your strength comes from God. Your wisdom comes from God. Your understanding comes from God. The challenge that we have in the marketplace today is people at a young age get a lot of money, but they don't have the character to handle the money. They don't understand the purpose of the blessing. They don't use it for what it's intended for. Now they abuse it, and many times that destroys people's lives. Jesus understood. He taught us. He knew that the anointing, the grace that God has given you is for a purpose. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free. The Spirit of the Lord is not upon me to glorify myself, to say, I'm so great, I'm so wonderful. It's there for a purpose to meet the needs of people, loving God and loving people. So the anointing, the grace that God has given you is that thing that comes easy. God has anointed me here. I had to believe that God had called me to preach. I knew it in my heart. Although I was never a natural public speaker, but God empowered me and I believed. And look here what God is doing today. So as a person that's called into ministry, this is my pulpit. And here I am preaching to you. I'm preaching, you're hearing the word of God. I need you like you need me. But if you a CEO of a company, your boardroom has become your pulpit. If you're a teacher, your classroom has become your pulpit. And you can share the light of Christ there where you find yourself. If you're a head of a department, you can have a prayer meeting. Don't have it in the boss's time. If you start to work at 8, then say Wednesday mornings at 7, we're going to pray. Amen? And you have a prayer meeting and you encourage people and you share the word of God. A nurse in the hospital that's a place where she can influence people. I thank God for sisters and nurses. I think especially in ICU departments. Many times there are people there, they have nobody praying even for the children, but they, God has placed a believer there. And that nurse, that sister, that doctor can speak the light and life of God over children, over their patients. Turn to the person next you say you're anointed for business. Tell them again, say you're anointed for business. Do you know what's the challenge that we have today? The biggest challenge in the marketplace for any businessman, somebody working for a company, 
is not to compromise. Many times you'll find a manager or a CEO has to walk into a boardroom now to have a meeting. He's a Christian. He loves Jesus. But he's going into a meeting and he says, Jesus, you just have to stay out of this meeting quickly. Just stay here. I just have to go and do something there that you're not going to like. Afterwards, I can accept you again. That anointing that God has given you, it's with you the whole time. Businessman's greatest challenge. I love Jesus. I honor Jesus. He's my Lord. He's my God. I bow the knee to him. Nebuchadnezzar had no problem with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego loving Jesus. He had no problem with them bowing the knee to Jesus. He just wanted those three believers to also bow the knee to him and to his idol. Be very careful in the marketplace what you fall in love with. You might say, I love Jesus. But Jesus said to Peter, do you love me more than all these things? This is the question that's being asked to every person in the marketplace. Every person, whether you're a king or whether you're a priest, do you love me more than all these things? Remember, you are here for a reason. You're anointed for a reason. 1 John 3, verse 8, the last second part says, For this very purpose the Son of Man came to destroy the works of the devil. To destroy the works of the devil. The anointing is there to destroy the yokes, the bondages. In the marketplace, God wants to help you. When people come to you and they say, can you pray for my business? What are they saying? They are saying, can you agree that the glory of God will manifest in this situation? Can you agree with me that God's glory will break this yoke? Can you agree with me that the Lord will stretch forth his mighty right hand and cause the light of his favor to shine upon all my ways? Family, God has anointed you to be the light of this world. God has placed you right there where you are so that your light can shine. Joseph did not work for a Christian. Joseph did not work for a Christian. A matter of fact, the things that they practiced were evil. They believed in human sacrifices. But God placed him there for his light to shine, to make a difference. They could see that God was with him. One who has the spirit of God on the inside of him. One who deals with wisdom, with knowledge, with understanding, with integrity. That anointing that God has given us is to help us work better. The grace that God has given us is to strengthen us to do our work with more excellence. Remember, Revelation says, he's made us kings and priests. Kings and priests. Don't get confused and say, I don't know what I am. If you're at home right now, you're a priest praying for your family. But you're also a king that can take lead. If you're working in the marketplace, you're anointed as a king. Do your business with excellence. But it doesn't mean you stop praying now 
doesn't mean you stop ministering to the Lord and the people around you. You are called to the ministry of reconciliation. The fivefold is here to equip you for the work of the ministry. We have an assignment, and that is to win souls. But more importantly, we have an assignment that God's name can be glorified in us and through us. Abraham said, I will not let you just come and bless me that you can say you bless me. But people will say it's the Lord that has blessed me. Let people say we can see the favor of God upon him. We can see that God has anointed him. If you're a teacher, let people say this teacher, the way she loves us, the way that she opens up the word of God, somebody is helping her because other teachers have tried to do it and they couldn't do it. Somebody is helping her. Somebody is with her. If you're in the marketplace and things are falling in place, let people say, somebody is looking out for this person. It's like there's a hand of protection over this person. Amen? You're anointed for a purpose. The Bible says, 2 Samuel 11. At the appointed time when kings go out to war, I mean, the marketplace today, it's a battlefield. If you've been in the marketplace, you've gone to work, and it's war. Let me see your hand. It's very true. Sometimes you will find yourself in somebody that's a ruthless negotiator. Like there was ruthless kings. Now, today, people that's ruthless in business, you don't have to be one of those. But God will empower you to go and do what you have to do. When God has given you an assignment, He will help you. You don't have to be ruthless and use the weapons of this world, but God will give you wisdom, knowledge, understanding to know what to do at the right time, to be at the right place, doing the right thing. Kings will come to plunder. Don't let the enemy come to plunder, but you can go out and do good business. Amen? As a king, you're anointed. As a priest, you're anointed. Take that responsibility that God has given you. Take that responsibility, what God has anointed you to do. People say, what is my anointing? I want to say your anointing is that which is easy. If, if, if you can make 10 dresses in one day, you have an anointing and a grace to make dresses. God has empowered you to make dresses. For another person, it will take them a week to do one dress, and they'll still be frustrated, and nothing will fit, and you'll be like angry, and say, I'm going to burn this dress. I've seen with the ushering to come and clean. There's some people, you'll clean, you'll think, yeah, it takes an hour to clean something like this. And there's one person that will just come with a broom or a cloth, and it's like, like in 10 minutes, you're thinking, where did this guy get the strength? I've seen like simple things just I'm thinking about serving here at church, packing chairs. You've got like certain people that like to just amazing. Certain people when it comes to design work, it's easy for them to design something just to see how it should work. That's the anointing, the grace as God, God has given you. As a doctor, just looking and knowing this is what's wrong with this patient. It's a grace that God has given you. Your strengths, develop them and get them stronger. We often 
when children at school, when somebody is really good with maths, we never send them for extra maths classes, but that's actually the time which you should send them for extra maths classes so that they can even get better at what they are doing. If somebody is good at art, send them for extra, that they can develop that gift. Amen? But we usually, all our weaknesses, we want to get them better and manage them, but maybe focus on those strengths because that's the strength that God has given you to strengthen the body of Christ. Amen. So I want to quickly just look. I think we've mentioned many times, David, it was when David was not busy with his God-given assignment that he sinned. The Bible says at the appointed time when kings go out to war, David stayed at home. So be busy with what God has anointed you to do. The enemy would want to trap you to think, don't be busy with what God has given you, your God-given assignment. It's when you're not busy with what you're supposed to do that you start doing the wrong things. So God told us in the household of Christ, you've many times heard me say, God said, it will be like a David's army. Not because of all the battles, but because of the mighty men that will come. Run in your lane and let them run in their lane. What was God saying? He says, I'm bringing anointed people. I'm bringing people that are strong, that's got their gifting, their calling. Run in your lane and let them run in their lane. Why can we do that? Because there's no competition in destiny. The gift that you've got, I don't have. So I need your gift to fulfill my purpose. And you need my gift to strengthen you. Family, when you have a desire for God's presence, when you are faithful in inviting His presence into your life, the small things, then the big things, God is busy setting you up for success. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of 1 Samuel 14. I think before I, before I go there quickly, I want to just touch sides on, on Joshua, the one who entered into the promised land. The one who entered into the promised land. Remember, Moses was given the promise, but he never went in because of his disobedience. Remember, something small hit the rock more than once. God said, because of this, you cannot enter in. And Joshua had this battle where he thought, Moses was the one that was called. Moses was the one meeting with God face to face. How can I go into the promised land? Oftentimes, we find ourselves in a situation where we say, my brother is actually the one that is called. My brother is actually the one that does business. My boss was actually the one. But God has given you your own anointing. God has given you your own purpose in life. Moses, when you go to Exodus 33, verse 11, I think that's 11. Yes. It says there, when Moses met 
with the Lord face to face. And he came down and he spoke to the people of Israel, a type of the church. It says there that Joshua remained in the tabernacle. Where is it that Joshua received the empowerment in God's presence? When you have a desire to be in God's presence, spending time in God's presence, coming to church with a fellowship of believers, worshiping God in spirit and in truth, many times from a natural point of view, it, it might seem like nothing. But I can tell you now, in the spirit, it has an extraordinary effect. God is busy empowering you. He is strengthening you. Have that desire to be in God's presence. When God empowers you, strengthens you, equips you, it will be much easier to go into the promised land. Hebrews 12, before I go to that, Hebrews 12, verse 21. It says, and so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I'm exceedingly afraid and trembling. You know where this comes from? This comes from exactly the same reference here, where Moses went into God's presence and coming out. He says, I'm trembling. Exceedingly afraid and trembling, but you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. When you go to 2 Corinthians 3 verse 16, it talks about this whole thing where Moses would cover his face with a veil that they couldn't see that glory because it was just too much for them. It was a terrifying experience. It says, but when one turns to the Lord... The veil is taken away. In business, many times you don't know what to do. It feels like there's a veil over your face. How should I deal with this situation? But the Bible says when one turns to the Lord, that veil is taken away. It says, and as you behold into a mirror, the word of God, the desire to spend time with God, it says you are being changed from glory to glory by the Holy Spirit working on the inside of you. Where did Joshua change? In the presence of God. He says here, you have come to an innumerable amount of angels, the spiritual Jerusalem. He says, Jesus is the firstborn registered in heaven. Now remember, why am I reading this? Because every time that we pray, we pray, Lord, as it is in heaven, let it be here on earth. As there is a spiritual Jerusalem, a Jesus registered in heaven. He's the first one registered in church. Family, why am I saying this? As a businessman, you need revelation that you have to be part of a church. You need understanding that you have to be part of a church. Sometimes you don't even feel like praying with all the challenges that's going around. You don't even have time to read your Bible because you're reading through so many contracts. Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people here. He says, yes, the secret. He says, you need revelation that Jesus Christ, the anointed one, is the head of the church. He says, it's Christ and the church, husband and wife. The church... Christ, where he is the head, is the reservoir of God's power. 
So sometimes when you find yourself, I don't even have time to pray. I don't even have time to read Bible. Just get to church. Just get to church and get into his presence. It's there where Joshua was busy changing. David said, one thing I've desired of the Lord that I may dwell in the house of the Lord to behold his beauty and to inquire in his temple. If you want to be an anointed one and you want to maintain that anointing, you have to maintain a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're maintaining a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, the head of the church, you'll be part of a church. Because that's the reservoir of God's power. When the body of Christ meets together, there is strength. Every joint, you finding your rightful place, that joint linked to you, I'm linked to you, you link to me, we're helping each other. Make sure that you're in a living church. I'm going to touch a little bit more on that. When you part of God's body, you can be busy with God's assignment. God has placed you in the right body at the right time. Let me tell you something. Your future is linked to people. People. God will never do anything without people. A man that isolates himself, seeks his own desire, and he rages against all wise judgment. It's easy to go sit on a farm on your own and just be there in nature and enjoy the animals and the freedom. But you're not impacting anybody. God wants to place you in the marketplace, empower you, anoint you, so that you can fulfill the ministry of reconciliation. He'll empower you. He said, wait, re you'll receive power. Then go out into the marketplace. Amen. Turn to the person next to you say, whether you like it or not, you're anointed for business. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Samuel 14. I want to show you something. So we started by saying that Saul was anointed. Saul was anointed. Samuel said to him, when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, do as the occasion demands. When God anoints you, he empowers you. As a matter of fact, what does anointing mean? Anointing means you've been set apart for a specific assignment. Kings were anointed to rule. They were anointed to go and plunder, to be victorious in the battlefield. So look here. 1 Samuel 14, verse 52. Now there was fierce war with the Philistines all the days of Saul. And when Saul saw any strong man or any valiant man, he took him for himself. Can you see here? Saul was anointed as king. He said he would go on the battlefield and look for the biggest guy and said, you're mine. I'm coming with my God and I'm going to be victorious. That's what the Bible says here. When Saul saw any strong man or any valiant man, he took him for himself. Go to verse, uh, 1 Samuel 16, verse 12. So what makes the difference? God's presence, God's anointing. So then he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy with bright eyes and good looking. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for he is the one. 
Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. Verse 14. But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and a distressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. From that day, no more victory for Saul. From that day, no more victory for Saul. If God is with you, who can be against you? I want you to see, sometimes we look at somebody and we judge them outwardly. When you look at this, you can see even Samuel made a mistake. When he looked at the, looked at the brothers, he said, surely it must be this one, surely it... The Lord said, no, 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 no. Family, I want to tell you something. When God has anointed you and God is your source, you cannot fail. Samuel anointed Saul out of a clay jar. Clay is earth. It means it's man's choice. Remember, the people wanted him as king. But David was anointed out of a ram's horn. That's the authority of God. And the Bible says from that day, the Spirit of the Lord was with him. The Spirit of the Lord was with him. But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. That's old covenant. What happened here? Now David, as an anointed one, is busy with a small ordinary assignment, looking after the sheep of his father. And a lion comes and the bear comes, and he kills that lion, he kills that bear, because God is with him. God is with him. What happens after this? His father sends him to his brothers on the battlefield. Who is on that battlefield defiling the armies of God? A giant. But the Bible teaches us, Saul used to go on the battlefield, look for the biggest guy and said, you're mine, and he used to take him out. But now, without the presence of God, cannot face that giant anymore. But who comes to the battlefield? A young David, anointed by God, with the presence of God. When he gets there, he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine defiling the armies of God? Is there not an anointed one? You can take your time and go read it. They said, well, the person who kills this giant... He's going to marry the king's daughter. He's going to get a lot of money. And his whole family is not going to pay taxes. He said, what? Is this all that I have to do? Do you know that I've been anointed? His brother questions his motives. He says, why are you here? We know you're arrogant. You think too much of yourself. David said, is there not a cause for me to be here? There's a purpose for the anointing. That anointing is to destroy yokes. Sometimes when God has anointed you and you like have the wisdom and the grace, the spirit of God to negotiate, somebody will come to you and say, can you just negotiate this deal for us? If you get this, negotiate this deal for us, we'll give you one, two, three, four. Is that really all I have to do? I have to negotiate this deal? It almost sounds too easy. Can you just give, give it to me again? If you negotiate this for us, da-da-da. Where God has placed you, He will empower you. And what you are busy with, it will be easy. What's difficult for other people will be easy. And God positioned David to attract His favor. God's ability, His anointing, 
became David's strength. David was not a giant slayer. David had a friend in the Holy Spirit that disposed of giants. How do I know that? Because when he sinned, remember Saul sinned, never repented. But David, when he sinned, he dropped his king's cloak, fell on his knees and repented. He said, Lord, do not let your spirit depart from me. Why? Because he knew he was not a giant slayer. But he knew he had a friend in the Holy Spirit that's disposed of giants in his life. They said, don't go, Holy Spirit. Stay close to me. I'm so sorry. Family, I want to encourage you. Maybe you are facing a giant right now. I want you to look back and see where God has helped you with the lion and with the bear. Why? Because the same anointing, the same Holy Spirit that killed the lion, that killed the bear, is the same anointing that will give you victory with this giant. God has anointed you for business. It was a war. It was a battle. David said, I'm going to go. It's always so interesting. It was David's oldest brother that said, you're full of arrogance, you're full of pride. There's always an older brother that will question your motives. Remember the, the prodigal son? It was the older brother that questioned the motives. When you know that God has given you a grace and anointing, do what is in your heart. Samuel said to Saul, when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, do as the occasion demands. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you know it's God, do as the occasion demands. And David goes out into the battlefield and he has victory. Saul came to him and said, no, no, no. You cannot just go with God's presence. Why don't you just put some of my armor on that people can see you've tried it, you've got it on. And he said, I'm not familiar with this armor. I'm not familiar with this armor that comes from a natural point of view. The intimidation, blackmail. He said, I'm not familiar with that, but I'm familiar with God's presence. What God has placed in my hands, these five stones, is enough for me. It's not come against me. It's come against my God. From a natural point of view, he was not trained like Goliath. But David found himself in the realm of victory in Christ Jesus. And he could go onto that battlefield knowing that Goliath found himself in the realm of defeat and failure. And he went onto the battlefield and God gave him that victory. There's a purpose why you've been anointed. There's a purpose where God has given you his presence. It's to help you. It's to lead you. It's to comfort you. But it's also to show you a more excellent way in the marketplace. Make sure that you use the weapons that God has given us, not your own weapons. Amen. Family, the anointing that God has given you, it's that thing that comes easy. Step into it. God is going to give you the victory. He's going to take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. Just because you're an anointed one doesn't mean there won't be giants. There can be giants. You have found favor with God. You have obtained favor with God. When you've accepted Christ Jesus on the inside of you, you'll see God will take you from where you are to where God wants you to be. You must be born again. You must be born again. When you are born again, whether you like it or not, 
you become an anointed one. You have God's presence on the inside of you. An anointing that destroys yoke. A Holy Spirit will give you a confidence and a boldness when it comes to lions, when it comes to bears, when it comes to giants. You've been anointed for business. Go out with the full blessing of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and let His light shine upon all your ways. As His light goes before you, it will expel all shades of darkness and His favor will be seen upon you in Jesus' mighty name. See you later. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.